Hello Church and congratulations to all of you fathers and dads and granddads and great-grandfathers out there. I hope that your family, in whatever way they could communicate with you, um, bless you today because we call you blessed. You see, fathers actually play a key role in our communities. There's many different roles that fathers play. There's, there's the biological father, um, or maybe maybe today you're a, a stepdad and taking on that new role as a dad inside a new family unit. Or in some cases, maybe you're a male voice inside someone else's family. As I said, there's many versions of being a dad, but the impact is the most important result. Well, what impact are you talking about, Pastor Mark? Well, I want to the impact I want to focus on today is the impact of helping kids transition to become thriving adults. So finding, we, we, us dads can help them find their feet so that they can succeed in life, so that they can build a healthy family of their own. And so that, again, what a great legacy story that our families just become stronger and stronger and stronger, generation after generation. You see, our communities are better when men understand the strength they bring to their relationships and their communities. I've got a short little funny video that I want to play for you. Um, and the video is titled, What Dads Can't Do. Please enjoy. There are lots of things regular people can do. But dads can't. Dads can't pitch a baseball very hard or hit one very far. When dads play hide and seek, they always get found, but they have a hard time finding you. They aren't really good wrestlers. Dads lose at checkers and cards. And almost every other game. Dads like to go fishing, but they don't like to go alone. And they need extra practice baiting the hook. <laughs> dads don't seem to be able to drive very fast. Dads seem to have trouble holding on to their money. Dads can't see you hiding your green beans at the dinner table or feeding them to the cat. Meow. Dads like to give baths, but they can't help getting all wet. Dads can't read a book by themselves, and dads really need to be kissed goodnight at bedtime. There are so many things dads can't do. It's a wonder they make it through, through life, life at all. all. But dads can't give up. No matter how tired a dad gets or how hard life gets, a dad never quits. Thanks, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Well, there's many things dads can't do, but there are some things dads can do. So we're blessed today to have um, a number of speakers alongside myself that are really going to speak into this Father's Day message. And we're so blessed to have Pastor John Pennycook and Pastor Chris Clum all the way from Port Stephens. So I'm going to hand it over to John and he's going to talk around the topic of persistence straight after Pastor Chris Clum's going to come and talk to you about perfection. Well, hi everyone and happy Father's Day. I'm delighted to be able to share a part of this Father's Day message with you today. The father figures in our lives may or may not include our biological fathers, 
but they are the men that we honour because they have encouraged us, believed in us and provided us with a sense of stability and security. The Bible presents different aspects of fatherhood in a very powerful way. Very, various passages of scripture record for us the generations of biological fathers, beginning at, even at Adam. Then the Apostle Paul, who had no natural children, describes how he became a spiritual father to many. 1 Corinthians 4, 15, he says, I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. Finally, in the Lord's Prayer, we're introduced to God as our heavenly father. Matthew 6, 9, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. In Galatians, we're told that our relationship with our heavenly father becomes so real and so close that we can literally call him dad. Galatians 4 verse 6, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father. The word Abba here literally means daddy. Well, having a heavenly father is amazing. But being an everyday, very human dad is a different matter. It presents its own very real challenges. And being a dad is not easy. It's one of those roles that no matter what you do, you could have always done more. And no matter how well you do something, you could have always done it better. This can easily leave us dads feeling discouraged, sometimes even to the point of wanting to give up. The truth is that there is no ideal dad. There is only reality. And reality confirms that there are no real super dads. That guy in that advertising photo shoot is a fake. A dad is a guy just doing his best to fulfill a role that is these days more difficult than ever. So today we salute our dads and thank them for just being there. I was thinking that there was one word that has the capacity to transform every dad from a zero to a hero. And that word is persistence. Its meaning is captured in the little rhyme that I think I actually learnt from my dad. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Don't step back, don't give up and don't quit. Of all our shortcomings as dads, they mean very little compared to just staying the course. Being a dad now for 54 years has taught me that fathering, with all of its high points and low points, is really meant to be a long-term thing. I can remember the euphoric feeling of joy with an overwhelming sense of inadequacy as I looked down at our firstborn in my arms. And I'm still a dad now, 54 years later. Of course, these days my kids run to my aid much more often than I run to theirs. I know that despite my many shortcomings and spectacular fails as a dad, it has always been God who's been there on my side and strengthened me to just persist. To all dads out there, let me say, as well as being a dad yourself, you also have a heavenly dad who is on your side. He will not walk away from you. He will never quit on you. He won't abandon you. 
and he will strengthen you to persist. One of the side benefits of a dad's persistence is that it models the value of persistence to his kids. Recent studies conducted in an American university have shown that it is dads who have the greatest influence in teaching the value of persistence to the next generation. And persistence is such a powerful factor in success in almost every aspect of life. Joan and I have recently been enjoying seeing the persistence of a beautiful seven-year-old girl learning to ride a bike. The process started with some epic falls, bent training wheels, and many a tearful, I just can't do it. But with perseverance, she is now the queen of the bike path. Galatians 6, 9 says, so not, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So dads, let's lay hold of that promise today. Embrace the joy of being a dad, knowing that God will give you the wonderful harvest of kids who thank you for your persistence in staying the course. God bless you, dads. Hey, how are you? It's Clummy here from Port Stephens campus. And uh, it's great to be here today with you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers watching on today. Hope you have an amazing day. I'm a father myself of three kids and Pastor Mark has asked me today to just to bring a few thoughts around the topic of perfection. And I've got two thoughts for us today. The first thought that I want to encourage us in is to celebrate the progress and not perfection. Now, we all remember when our kids are starting to walk for the first time. You know, what fun times they were with, you know, getting up and then falling down and getting up and falling down. You know, I loved in those times that, you know, when our kids were trying, we were cheering them on and we we're championing to say, hey, come on, you can do this. You know, when our kids fell down, we didn't stop and say, I can't believe you did that. Oh, you know, get angry at your kids and be disappointed. What we did is that we celebrated the progress of where they were to where they were going. You know, I think we can apply that to our lives and to our kids' lives as we parent today. You know, perfection is something that is unattainable. And I love that as dads, that we get to celebrate the progress of our kids' lives. You know, I want to encourage us that just as our kids are learning to walk, I know our kids grow up and there's new season after new season, but what I want to encourage us today is that, hey, they're going to get there. If we just continue to encourage them, to cheer them on, you know, pick them up when they fall down, I believe that that's going to help us to uh, encourage them in where they're going. You know, as a dad, I think we can apply this to our lives as well, that, you know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. You know, sometimes we mess up and, and we make mistakes. But I want to encourage you today that we'll never call to be perfect. You know, the thing that God has asked us to do is to love. You know, and from the moment that we hold our kids for the first time when, when they were first born, you know, we were learning what it was to be a dad. 
you know, and from the you know nine years that I've been a dad, what I've, what I've started to learn is that, you know, I'm continuing to learn how to be a dad. And I'm sure that that's going to continue, the, you know, that, 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 that process, the progress of learning to be a dad is going to continue to happen until I no longer am. And I want to encourage us today. You know, out of Philippians 3, 12, it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved this or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. You know, when we mess up, when we fall short, when we make a mistake, I want to encourage us today to get up, and to press on towards the plan and the purpose that God has for your life as a dad. You know, as I said, that God never called us to be perfect. He has called us to love. And my second thought for us today is that I want to encourage us to live with expectancy and not expectations. You know, you might be thinking, well, what's the difference? Well, I'm glad that you asked. You know, when we have expectations, what we're saying is that I think that I know the outcome. And, you know, when and we think, you know, we know who's going to win. You know, it's, this is why that we, we tip our, our footy team and, you know, we, 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 we expect that they're going to win and we, we back them. And if you're anything like me and you follow the Knights, there's a lot of disappointment a lot of the time after the game. You know, the only time that we actually are ever disappointed in life is we, when we have expectations that aren't met or fulfilled. You know, when I have an expectation, I'm saying, I know the outcome. But when we live with expectancy, what we're saying is that God has the outcome in his hands. You know, what we're saying is that I actually have no idea how this is going to end up. You know, I really don't know, you know, for our kids' lives that I don't, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in every season of their life, but I have expectancy that God is going to do something amazing. You know, Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish more than we might ever ask or think. You know, I love this, that an expectation comes out of what I might ask or think, but expectancy comes out of a, 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 a heart that we, we, we believe with faith that God is going to do something amazing. You know, if we have expectations of where, we, where, where our kids are going to end up in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years of their lives, I think we're going to have a lot of disappointment. But if we give it to God and we live with expectancy that, as I said, we're not really quite sure where they're going to end up, but we're going to put our faith and our hope and our trust in God and live with this expectancy that God is going to do something amazing with their lives. You know, I love this thought. This thought is true for everyone, that God has an amazing plan and purpose for all of us. You know, God has created each and every one of us to be in relationship with Him. You know, one of the biggest questions that is asked in this world is, why am I, why am I here? Why do I exist? You know, what is the point of this life? 
And I want to encourage you today that the reason for our life, the reason that we've been created is to be in relationship with our Creator because He has created you for an amazing plan with an amazing purpose. And today, I would love to give you the opportunity to be able to invite Jesus into your life. Because the only time that we can actually know the plan and the purpose that is for our life is when we get to know our Creator. You know, right now, there's going to be a button that pops up on your screen in the chat that says, raise my hand. And I would love to encourage you today. If you would like to to know more about Jesus or if you would like to invite him into your life to know the creator who created you, to start to understand the plan and the purpose for your life, I'd love for you to press that button today. Make that decision to invite Jesus into your life and one of our team would love to chat with you about that decision. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John Pennycook. What an amazing wisdom that you have for us. And Pastor Chris, thank you again for speaking into the life of Hope You See. My point that I want to add just for a couple minutes today, for dads in particular, is the idea of performance. Or maybe can I say, um, when you've got to put on your dad voice. See, many men are fast-tracked into fathering. Some desire it, others have to wait a while before that opportunity of being a dad comes to them. Dr. Meg Meeker, a pediatrician for 25 years, says this, fathers have an authority in their child's life which is unmatched. I mean, you know, when we help our kids answer important questions, that's a really big thing for dads to think about. Questions like, Um, what what, what do you believe about me? Am I lovable? What are your hopes for me? These are the kids' questions that are answering, and I believe as dads, we can help answer those questions. You see, without healthy answers to those questions, kids move typically towards chaos in life. If they're moving towards chaos in life, they're moving towards uncertainty as adults. And they can find it then very difficult to succeed in relationships as they go on in life. Yet we want our kids to flourish. And with each generation, we're seeing greater rates of marriage separation, where we then see men in situations or boys in situations where they don't know what a dad does. They don't know what a dad should say. And they've possibly never seen good fathering demonstrated to themselves. So the Bible, I believe, helps us answer many questions. Well, one of the questions is that I believe it answers very clearly is what is the nature of a father? Well, in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, this is what it says. Jesus' baptism. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is the Father in heaven acknowledging and answering the deepest question that Jesus, as a human, might have had. And that's about, am I loved? Do I have to perform to receive your love? You see, this was the moment before Jesus performed any miracles. Jesus was about to start his ministry. Nothing much about his life even made the record books before this time. Simply put, The father declared his love to his son before any performance. 
the great gift to kids, dads, is that, that no results are needed for your kids to enjoy your love. In the same way, sometimes fathers can feel the pressure of being perfect dad to their families, to be the dad that's got all the answers, all the provision. And yet we all know that we are simply just human. And there's always that wrestle that's going on inside of us, even at this very present day where we're, dads are being celebrated. See, God understands your internal fight between who you think you are and who you've been called to be. Boys shouldn't be fathers. Men become fathers. It's a process into fatherhood. We, we tend to fix what you see is broken and men, what you know is failing. You might struggle on the inside with who you are. You might think you're not doing a great job, but you're still a father. You're in that location, whether you feel like being a dad or not. And despite not being perfect, despite not being perfect, God still thinks you're enough in that situation to be the father that you need to be. As men, we can all be fathers to some kids somewhere. Psalm 68 verses 5 and 6 says the, that father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. There's no doubt that today can be a tough day for some people. We think about those who are no longer with us. There are some here who would like to be parents but can't. Men, you are made in God's likeness. You can also be a spiritual father to those who don't have a father influence in their life. The Bible paints a picture of this. The story of David and Mephibosheth. David took on the role as father to this fellow. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, the scripture says, One day David asked, Is there anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? I want to encourage all the men watching today. Just focus in just for a second. I know that there's many things to get distracted, but listen to this. Fight for who God is has called you to be. He's not judging you, he's cheering you on. David's wisdom was, who can I show kindness to? Out of all the things that you could do, dads, my encouragement to you today is how can I show kindness to my family? It's not about performance, dads. It's about kindness, dads. What's the kindest thing you could do for your kids today? What a great question to answer. Whenever you're confused and don't know what to do, whether it feels like there's tension, pressure, you're being pulled in all sorts of different directions, just think on that one thought. What's the kindest thing I can do for my kids today? I want to thank you for watching today. And just dads, I want to just say you are awesome. And today we've been blessed by a great item from Hope You See around our Father's Day. You're going to really love this.